Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The Rangers lose to the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1. Rangers look really good for the first 10 minutes, and then that was really about it. And the Rangers were facing Vegas in a relatively advantageous spot for the Rangers. Vegas did not have Jack Eichel, William Carlson, Shea Theodore, Aiden Hill, and it didn't matter. Vegas still handled the Rangers. And quite frankly, and even though Laviolette and some of the other players are kind of downplaying it, I, I think the score was kind of just about what it should have been. I mean, all right, maybe not. Obviously, one of the Vegas holes was an empty net goal, but let, let's just say it was 4-1. All right, like, okay, what? So maybe it should have been 3-1 or 4-2. Like, you know, and Igor, he's been so inconsistent and he can't stop the bleeding. And there's so many times where it's just goal after goal. And I felt like that was one of Igor's strengths was kind of just flushing it. You know, I, I guess especially two years ago, but even like just in spurts the last few years collectively. And it just feels like it's just one thing after another. And I didn't think that the goals that Igor allowed tonight were all that good. Like these were not, you know, the, the power play goal by Vegas. There's nothing that Igor do, could do about that. But the three you know, goals one, two, and four. Well, I guess the fourth goal, eh, I'm not going to give him a hard time on the fourth goal. That was, that, there was a deflection there. But the first two goals, you know, especially the first goal, just not good enough. So don't want to pile on Igor, but I also feel like I defend him more than maybe, than, than is maybe deserved at times. So, um, yeah, didn't love his game. And really... We can go down the list as well for other players that really didn't play well. Adam Fox was pretty awful. A lot of turnovers, a lot of penalties, more than we're used to seeing with him. So he's another one where like, I felt like maybe a corner was turned, but it actually really hasn't been. So, and that's too bad because Fox looked great up until he got hurt a month into the season. And I don't think he's ever really found his game since. So... That's part of it. We know the bottom six isn't very good. And I know it's not a big deal, but I would get Tyler Pitlick back in the lineup. And I would probably take out, I mean, you can really choose from a number of players. I would take out Nick Benino if it were me. I know what he can bring from like the face-off standpoint and some penalty kill stuff. But, um, but again, like there's a lot of other candidates too. I, I think your most likely ones would be Brodzinski or Benino if you were to put Pitlick back in lineup, which again, isn't really a, it's not, it's not a needle mover really at all. But yeah, it's just, you know, the Rangers had that two game winning streak and it was good, but here's a reminder of what they've been. Like the Rangers from the first two months, that's not this team right now. The Rangers did just about everything right the first two uh, months of the season. And now for about a month and a half, maybe a little less than that, but just about that time, this is what you're getting. And you knew that this was going to be, again, because this four-game road trip involves a couple of teams that are not good at all. And the Kings have been one of the worst teams in the NHL for a large stretch now. They're not good at home either. So that'll be interesting too. We'll talk about that one a little bit more after we go through the Vegas game. But like this had the makings of what could have been a very successful road trip now, like I've said before, these West Coast trips tend to be a little bit difficult in terms of the time change, 
And that adjustment, so it's not always easy, even though the opponents might be, but still, this was a very encouraging first 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, once Vegas made it to nothing, like you kind of felt like, all right, this is going to be an uphill climb. And it was that now the Rangers are chasing the game and, and they couldn't really find a way to get it close. So first period, like I said, really thought the Rangers came out strong, uh, ready to go, had chances. Logan Thompson played well. And that's the thing. Like the Rangers are getting like out goalied too often. And wherever you want to focus that blame, you have the right to do so. You know, whether you want to blame Ranger goaltending or um, give credit to the opposition or maybe even direct blame towards the Rangers um, skaters and maybe just uh, not find a way to bury the puck. But still, uh, the Rangers do draw, draw a, an initial power play at 819. Gustafson is hooked, but the Rangers don't score on it. And then um, at 11:35, it's a goal for Jonathan Marcheseau. His 19th goal of the season from um, Wa and Haig. So with Marcheseau, who is a former, um, he wasn't Ranger property, but he was, you know, uh, for the short time, the Rangers were the Connecticut Whale. So they were the Hartford Wolfpack, then the Connecticut Whale, and now, as we know, back to the Wolfpack. But Marcheseau was within the Rangers' scope. Let's put it that way. So kind of a, a one that got away. But Marsha so scores. And this was a play where blame goes to Keandre Miller, Alexi Lafreniere, and Igor Shesterkin. Miller is just so inconsistent and it's frustrating because he's got all the tools to be a really, really good defenseman. And it's there sometimes. And I think that it's within him to do it. But just too many fuck-ups, big fuck-ups. And Lafreniere, as much as I think that this has been a, a, a season of growth and uh, one in which... I'm really, you know, happy about the development. Forget about when he was drafted. But defensively, I don't love what I see from him. I, I still think there's a total lack of defensive awareness. And this is still a goal that Igor should not have allowed in. So that was bad. And then a little more than three minutes later, Barbashev scores his 10th of the season from Juan Marcheseau. This was a play that was reviewed um, but they deemed it was not an intentional kicking motion by Barbashev. You could have went either way on that. Uh, like, the NHL's got to do a better job of making that a little bit more clear. Like, for years, you just don't know whether it's going to be legal or not, and they deemed that it was legal. Um, and so I'm not up in arms about it, just because this is you got to expect that. So Vegas takes a 2-0 lead uh, right there. And then Adam Fox takes a hooking penalty at 16.05. Rangers kill it off. So Vegas has a 2-0 lead going into the second. So that, that was too bad because that should not have been the score coming out of that first period, but it was. And it changes the whole tenor of the game. So in the second, eventually, and there wasn't a whole, like the second period, like the Rangers opportunities dried up. They, it really did. Where in the first period, there was a lot of action. And sure, there was certain flurries you know, I would say more so in the third period for the Rangers than anything, but in the second, eventually Braden Schneider uh, takes an interference penalty at 1631, interfering with Barbashev and the, the Golden Knights score on this power play. So the Ranger penalty kill has also not been so great lately. And it was an easy goal. Just uh, nothing that, I mean, Eeyore can do about it. Just easy, bad, just bad coverage. 
And Barbashev scores the second of the night, 11th of the season from Stone and Stevenson with about two minutes left in that second period. And then 25 seconds later, it's Kolasar scoring his third of the season um, from Korchak and Brett Howden. So, of course, Brett Howden gets on the board and he wouldn't be done either. So this was a play where Lafreniere turns it over in the offensive zone. Braden Schneider, I, I thought, was probably a little bit soft. And, and again, it's the transition game that's like is killing the Rangers. So many odd man rushes against. That's not a recipe for success and not a good sign. Like It happens too much, and they're not cleaning it up. And so it, it's a shot that is deflected, goes off a of Colasar, and uh, Vegas is a 4 nothing league going to the third. At the end of the uh, second, uh, Vegas takes a delay a game penalty. Rangers do capitalize on that early in the third. It's Zibanejad scoring a power play goal, 15th goal of the season from Kreider and Panarin. So the Rangers were not shut out. They score 40 seconds into the third, makes it 4-1. Um, at 11-16, Fox with another penalty. He hooks uh, Chandler Stevenson. They kill that off. Um, and then Marcheseau slashes Trocek at 17-21. So with the goalie pulled, Adam Fox with a, you know, problem is Meek is looking to wind up as he always does. And Fox just telegraphs it right there. And it's intercepted by Mark Stone. And who scores the internet goal? Brett Howden, uh, who, you know, it feels like whenever he plays the Rangers in the last few years, he does, he, 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 uh, he he's on the score sheet. So Howden, his fifth goal of the season from Stone, it's technically a short-handed goal, empty net goal, makes it 5-1 Vegas. And that's the score they win by. So, you know, again, a really disappointing performance by the Rangers. Their record drops to 28, 14, and 2. And so it's interesting. They're only two points ahead of the Flyers. Now the Rangers have a game in hand. And I think when the season is said and done, I do think the Rangers will finish ahead of Philly. But it just goes to show you, like, what was once a big lead, not so much anymore. And the Rangers on the road have not been so good after they were originally were good. They're 13, 8, and 2 away from home, which isn't bad holistically. But if you uh, butter knife those, uh, you know, that record, it can't be very good within the last, what, 10 road games or so? Because their home record still, you know, 15 and 6 is still pretty damn solid, uh, even though I can think of some recent home losses as well. But that's just been the thing. The Rangers have been, you know, for the last couple of months, they've been a 500 team, right? I mean... Uh, that's just what it's been. So now the Rangers go to LA. That's their next game. And the Kings tonight lost to the Predators at home. The LA Kings were similar to the Rangers. Like they were one of the best teams in the league by far for a while. They're seven, eight and five at home, which is crazy. So they have seven wins and technically 13 losses at home. But that always scares me. Like, they're 1-5-4 and four in their last 10 games, but that does scare me. Eventually, you will turn that around. And, and will it happen against the Rangers? The Rangers beat the Kings earlier in the season. Uh, I believe the score of that game was 2-1. to one. I want to just confirm that. But I believe it was a 2-1 Ranger win. Um, no, sorry. Yeah, four, never mind. 4-1. 4-1, right. The Rangers were up 2-1, and they scored a couple of goals to make to, to have a 4-1 win. So that was a, a pretty well-played game. Jonathan Quick was in that, and this will be an extremely meaningful game for Kings fans, 
for Jonathan Quick, his return to L.A. So it was one thing him playing them at the MSG. It's another thing going back to where, you know, it all, you know, that that was basically, uh, you know, his Hall of Fame career was with the Los Angeles Kings. So uh, that'll be interesting if nothing else. But um, you have two teams that are struggling in different ways. And the Kings, I'm sure, a talking point has to be their home failures and just what they've done recently. Just one win and in at least 10 games. I haven't tracked back further, but it could be even worse than that, I suppose. But um, if the Rangers can win that King game, then that could flip, then that could turn this road trip into something good. So that'll be kind of the pivotal game because you would think that with Anaheim and San Jose, the Rangers would win at least one of those games. I don't think, I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that. So if you can beat the Kings, all of a sudden this Vegas game can be, you know, kind of pushed to the side slightly. And then the Rangers play Vegas coming back to MSG. And so that can be more of a, of a talking point um, in relation to how the Rangers have been able to bounce back from games in which they do poorly against a certain opponent. But that's, you know, not for another week. Looking ahead, it'll be what do the Rangers do against the Kings? And I do think I wouldn't be surprised if Pitlick is in the lineup. And, and, and who do you take out? That's not an easy decision, uh, even though there are a lot of candidates. But I do think that they should make that switch. Um, and honestly, I would be open to making some defensive pair swaps just to see how it goes. Because it seemed like Peter Laviolette was open to that. When he came in, and trading camp began. They tried those things. Give it a shot. It's not as if you can't go back to it if it fails. But I don't think Miller Trube has been all that good. You know, even though on the seas, I liked what they were doing for a while, but they haven't been great lately. I think Lingren and Fox, like, there's been some struggles there. So I don't think they're going to do it. But Laviolette should be very open to making those switches. You're at a point in the season where you can't afford to do it. You, you know, the all-star break isn't too far away. I would experiment if I were Laviolette. And what's a little bit disappointing is, and you got to know when the right time to be hard on your team, but I'm a little bit surprised in these post-game pressures that he's really been uh, defending them and he hasn't been as hard on them as I feel like he should. But I understand, obviously, you got to work the room. You don't want to, you know, in, especially like in this day and age where that's what you get more often. You know, the, the giant Tortorella, uh, treatment. You don't really see that too much, but Laviolette seemed like he was someone that could be somewhat like that. Um, and, you know, he hasn't been. I, I kind of feel like they deserve it a bit, but we'll see what they do. It'll be a back-to-back. -back. Kings Saturday, Ducks Sunday. And like I said, that LA game will be uh, a real interesting one with the return of Jonathan Quick. So uh, Rangers go to Vegas. It was not a great one for the Broadway Blue Sharks. They lose to the Golden Knights 5-1. to